What's up, y'all? Thank you for checking out this week's Let's Get Real podcast. Today, we wrap up 2020. Yes, we wrap it up, recap, talk about some things. We go really deep into a couple topics. So check it out. It's a great episode. Thank y'all for listening. Peace. Hey, what's up, y'all? And welcome back to the Let's Get Real podcast as you heard in the introduction we are back we apologize for the lateness of this episode but that being said Tillin, how you doing baby how you doing oh man i'm good bro it's the season it's it it's the the season season. so today at work bro i'm uh i'm playing christmas music and my boss is a grinch i'm just gonna say it if you listening to this you're a grinch i'm sorry um (laughs) but i'm i'm playing christmas music today and we're chilling and yeah. uh, my boss is playing these loud music videos and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, do you not know this is the season? Like, why are you playing this music right now? Like, come on. And uh, he like outplayed my music. So I had to turn my Christmas music off. But I had a guy come in, like dancing to the music, walking around. Hey. Okay, let's go, tell him. Then, yeah, right? So then he's like super happy and he's like, Merry Christmas, bro. And I'm like, Merry Christmas, dog. And and then my boss started playing his loud music. So I'm like, why you being a Grinch for? Anyway, I'm good. Christmas is right around the corner. I'm excited to get gifts, give gifts. I'm excited to uh, celebrate the reason why Christmas is Christmas. And yeah, uh, I can't wait. What about, what about you, man? How you doing? Bro, I'm good, man. Christmas is weird this year. I mean, every holiday is weird this year. There's a, uh, a rapper, no big deal, Christian rapper. He has a song or an EP. It's called uh, Gift Rap. And he had a song. There's a song in Gift it rap. called... Hey, hey! Uh, he has a song in it called Xmas 19, and he's and and there's a line in it, and he says, "Hey, Chris Kringle, what's up? You got anything in that bag for pandemics?" And it's really funny because it's like, uh, I think it's just whether we were in the pandemic or not, I would be spending Christmas with the same people. Yeah, and I so agree. It's because my family, we just don't, we just don't do that. Like that's just not how it's. We did. We used to do it, but we don't do it now. And so, it's yeah. just funny that like, for me, I'm like Christmas this year. It looks different, but to me, I'm like it also looks some of the same. And so, and then the, I mean, Christmas season at the church is like the Super Bowl, bro. So your boy every weekend doing something. Come on, bro. Yeah, Christmas for me this year is definitely gonna be hurt and mm-hmm. pain and like feeling like alone kind of i mean obviously jordan's family is is one thing and i love hanging out with them don't get it wrong but your family's your family you know and and when you can't see your family because of the pandemic and they're scared and that's what they choose to do and i'm not quarantining like i'm not going to live my life in fear and quarantine in order to make it happen but at the same time like it has been three or four months since i seen my parents and that kind of sucks. And then I won't see them for Christmas and that's tough. I won't see them from New Year's and that's tough. So it's like tough. going through holiday season with my fiance's family is going to be amazing because I get to see their traditions. But at the same time, it's like, man, we have our own. I want my family. So. <laughs> Where my family at, man? Where my family at, dog? My family at, dog? It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a dog. Where my family at, dog? Dog. <laughs> Dog, where my family at? Dog, I want some. You got anything in that bag for pandemics? No, um, but all that being said, uh, I think you touched on something so key. Uh, is it's it's different and it's sad and it's lonely. Yeah. 
it's so lonely, bro. And so I think, I think, you know, in my thought process of this whole panderoni, um, you know, this whole said panderoni, bro. Those tweets that are like, man, seriously, guys, you're doing this during a panoramic. <laughs> Seriously, guys, during no, the 2020, bar none, the best. I mean, it's we have some of the best social media stuff happening right now, bro. And I know that best this is memes, like, bro. I know we live in more of like the the Christian side of things, but I still follow who I follow. And yeah, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but Jake Paul is trying to get Conor McGregor to fight him. Oh boy, and he has been on a trolling mission. I mean, he was throwing water balloons at his like trainer and like, I'm just like, this guy is off his rocker right now. And it's just like, that is 2020 in a nutshell. There is a YouTuber trying to fight one of the lethal MMA fighters in the world. Crazy. What is happening? And then you get his brother fighting one of the best boxers in the world. And you're like, this is just ridiculous. 2020 is crazy. 2020 is nuts, but uh, you, you, as we talk about 2020, bro, the year has been crazy, and what we wanted to talk about this year, and I think it's actually good for, especially the leaders um, like ourselves or uh, anyone really, is we always look at resolutions, but we really never look back, and this year, bro, it has caused me to go, man, what happened during this time? What happened during this time? What happened during this time? And so... Bro, we are going to walk ourselves, me and you, maybe three, four memories that we remember or just recap the year. Now, some of these are hard memories. Some tough stuff happened in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. All of us know that. We, you know, we're not shocked by it. Uh, but that being said, man, it was it's still tough. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, man, y'all, I think... We want to start kind of in 2020 in review, bro. I remember January. So first off, get this, bro. The first week of January, guess where I went? Florida. I went to Disney World. I went to Disney World the first week of of 2020. Crazy, bro. dude. And so I thought this year was going to be like... Lit, right? Lit, bro. I did. I started my year in Disney World, and I'm a kid who I might not, not might not have been born in the the hood, but I've been around some hood people, and we don't talk about Disney World, you know, for <laughs> vacations, for Christmas. You don't ask your parents, "Oh, can I get Disney World?" No, no, no. Don't the closest thing you're gonna get to Disney World is the Disney Channel, okay? And so, I think, bro, like, think about that. Do you remember that that those two months, January, February, leading up when you like you said before we started in our pre-show thing, you said, ah, you, you dictated the events you remembered by post mask and pre mask. Yes, bro. So, uh. so uh, around January ish, I was, and sorry, my head was down. I'm looking through my archive stories right now. Um, January started off hot. Church was booming. I had some some students that were still uh, live in, in youth group that hadn't graduated yet. Um, and I was leaving uh, for a wedding over in Vegas. And I mean, we were in all kind of different places and nobody was wearing a mask. Went to the wedding. No one was wearing a mask. 
come home, everything's normal for a month and a half, and then boom, everything switched. Mask city, and and I mean, we had so so many, and I don't even want to go there right now. But like that wedding was fun, and it was one of you know it was one of my closest friends' weddings, and I was one of his groomsmen. Then I come home, and we're at church hanging out, doing our thing, and 2020 hit us with something that uh, I think you and I both are uh, pretty like on the same page about, but like very sad. Like Kobe, like that, that touched us both in a way that was like, man, do we even like, do we even do an episode this week? Yeah. All right. All right. Like, like, let's do an episode this week, but like, this is going to be hard to talk about. And I remember talking about it and thinking like, I don't even have the right words to say. I kind of just went along with the episode because I felt like I needed to say something and needed Mm -hmm. to talk about it. But like that one hurt more than, than most deaths. Like, obviously like, you know, you don't... I don't ever think like, I didn't know the guy, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, we think of celebrities passing and this isn't to take away from anybody dying or anything. That's not what I'm saying here. But this one felt as if Kobe Bryant was like my coach or Kobe Bryant was like an uncle, right? It just like, I watched him play basketball from the time I was in, you know, fifth, sixth grade yeah, up until when he retired and then hoped that he would be somewhere in the NBA doing something along the lines of coaching yeah. Or you know what I mean, something like that, and and owning to see a team. It, owning a team, right? Yeah. To see it like to see it not come through full through, and I mean that hurt. It was it was. I'm not crying. I had a burp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, but to see that like not happen, that sucked, dude. Like, and we're not even his family member. So imagine what his wife and kids felt like, right? Like. We're just fans, right? We're just fans of a guy who played, you know, a wonderful basketball game and it taught us this Mamba mentality of just never quitting. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of, that's just the kind of stuff, man, that you just don't get out of everybody. And Kobe yeah. gave that to me as a kid. And yeah. so 2020 took Kobe away from us and that was really tragic. That's one of the most, yeah. like, ow moments of 2020. I, there hadn't been... The only people that I've stopped and go, oh my gosh, like they're gone mm-hmm. was, was, and, and, and say what you want about all the stuff that's all, say what you want. But for me, when I was a little kid and Michael Jackson died, that hurt, that hit different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was my boy. You can ask anyone about who knew me when like that, what like that, like. I danced, I sang his music. I wanted to, I wanted to be a musician, like because of him. Um, and so when Kobe died, like I, I'll never forget it. I'm driving back from church, and I checked, and Julie and I, this was the again, pre pre mask, right? Walking mm-hmm. to walking to Panera, like it's a, it's a, you know, like it's anything. <laughs> you know, you ain't worried about no one having the coronavirus, and but I remember walking in. And and Julia goes, hey, are you okay? I said, Kobe, Kobe died. She goes, who? Not who as if she didn't know, but who as in like, what? Like, yeah, this isn't real. Kobe Bryant died. She looks at me. She goes, I'm sorry. And now I'm eating my 
avocado salad, not to be fun, but like eating my avocado salad. And I'm weeping at this table. And everyone's looking at me like, what's wrong with your salad, dog? Bro, like, dog, are you okay? Yeah. But then I remember hearing murmurs and the whole, and the whole old white woman, um, families. I mean, people you didn't know, everyone was like, got mm-hmm. Kobe's gone. Mm-hmm. And not just Kobe, his daughter. And not just his daughter, but more people a and whole families, family. Yeah, a whole man. family. And, and, and the way the news came out and how poorly it was handled. And we thought their whole family had died. And just all this stuff. Yeah, and, TMZ, dude. What's up with them? TMZ, you know, because they care about getting... Me and you talked about that. I remember that. Yes. Me and you talked about that. We said... They care about the views, bro. That's not like, cool. Get into the story first. And so, bro, man, that January, man, that hit. And so we go from there, bro. And... um. We go from there, and February was kind of cool. Wait, didn't didn't Kobe die in February? No, I thought he died January twenty sixth. Was it in January? I thought so. Oh it no, could've... it was February. I thought it was February too. Yeah, but check. I'm not sure. Let me check my. Let's now. let's fact check that real quick, just because I want to know too, because I don't want to skip anything. No, when? Yeah, January twenty sixth, twenty twenty. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I remember I remember being in church with uh I think I had a student to the right of me. Um no, actually it was Alex Inhiso. Alex Inhiso, one of my Alex Inhiso, I never know how to say his last name, so if he ever <laughs> listens to this or Taylor listens to this, don't show him. Alex was sitting to the right of me, and then it was Michaela and then a couple other of her students. Um and then Cameron, I remember coming up to me right after and was like, did you hear? But TMZ was the one who broke the news. And they said that all his daughters were on the plane. They said everyone. And then I started asking about the wife. And I'm like, yo, was, was the wife on the plane? Like, it was just. And then I heard Rick Fox was on the plane. And I'm like, what is happening? So. Mm. Just yeah, a sad, bro. sad story. It was. Uh, it was. Um, so the year kicks off with that, bro. Mm hmm. And so, you know, we kind of go through the world. People are posting all that kind of stuff. And February was kind of low key. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're all mourning the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Chiefs won the Super Bowl, stuff like that. And then the second week of March happens. Talia, where were you when you learned Washington State, not this Washington State, the world? And also understand that the first COVID case hit Washington. The first COVID case, COVID case in the United States of America hit Kirkland, Washington. First. Understand that, and so you want to know where, so you want to know where I was you, when bro? the first when the first COVID case came to Washington State. Where were you, bro? I was in Bothell, about ten minutes down the street. Yeah, because that's where I work at. So I hear about it, and and I mean, like, I didn't hear about it right then and there, and like, oh, Kirkland, bang. So like, I was at my house when I heard about it, but then I had to go back to work the next day, you know. And so I'm like, oh, hopefully this stuff doesn't spread. And then wildfire, ten, fifteen. Now it's in California. Now it's in New York. Now it's in. And you're just like, what? And how did it spread so fast? You know, like, what is happening? But I remember being at the house with my roommates. And we're mm. all trying to figure out, like, what to do. Like, I mean, we didn't set, like, a rule in place, right? We just all cleaned. We all showered when we came home to make sure that our clothes were, you know. And there was no mask at the time. It was all fresh. And then masks came. 
And then it got worse and we shut down. And I'm just like, bro, what is going on? We are like, this is deep stuff. And then I got paranoid. So I started working from home for, you know, two months while it was happening. Then we opened back Mm. up and then it felt normal, right? It felt normal for a while because everybody was back to life. Like we're back doing restaurants. Churches are back open. You know, me and my fiance are going to dinner again. Even though we can, you know, we hey, gotta sit. hey, fiance, yeah. hey, <laughs> me and my fiance are going to dinner, and uh, you know things things are looking good, and then the numbers once it gets cold, it just starts spiking again, and here we are once again, just back in this like circle of what is happening right now. Like it's so weird because like you don't go into a year thinking like, all right, these are my goals. This is going to be my greatest year yet. But let me plan for this pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be the greatest year ever. But right. also, let me let me plan for, yeah. you know, the rest of this pandemic that's about to happen. That's what it feels yeah. like for 2021. It's like, I'm, 2021 is going to be my greatest year ever. I'm getting married. Maybe have a kid. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, shit. Oh, shoot. There wouldn't be enough months for us to even do that. But, like, it just, oh. it just, like, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. But, uh, <laughs> like, no, it's seriously going to be one of the greatest years ever. And we're doing all this in the midst of a pandemic. It's going to be crazy, dude. <laughs> sorry, bro. This guy's still laughing. It was a joke. He said, maybe I have a kid. Hey, bro, do your thing. <laughs> I mean, you could. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway. Anyway. Um, what were you about to say, like, dog? <laughs> y'all, mar- y'all wedding is in June, right? Yes, yes, June Y'all 4th. could get married and still, never mind. Y'all get it, you know what I'm saying? The no, it, there's not the enough sanctity, months. And the sanctity of marriage, but y'all could make, you know, and, and then you have oh, in 2022, you know what I'm saying? And so some people there. would still say that's having a baby. All right, we're going to leave it there, okay? Uh, tell Joy and I love her. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> but... Dude, Where were you facts, at, bro? Man. Where were you all at? Right, so I remember I was at. All right, so all right, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna think I'm lying when I say this. Um, okay, you're really gonna think I'm lying when I say this. All right, let me hear it. So get this, bro. When the when the when the pandemic hit, I um and they said, hey, we're gonna have to wear masks. I said, I'm not wearing a mask. That's stupid. That's what you said. I said that. I said I'm not wearing a mask. That's dumb. Nate was a Karen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yo, edit that out. I'm just kidding. No, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I'm kidding, dog. Edit that out, bro. Don't don't put that in the podcast. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I'm so keeping it. Nate bro. walked into the store. It's like you're Intuging on my constitutional rights. I'm not wearing this mask. I walked in and was like, can I speak to your manager, please? Anyway. I'm uh, sorry, Karen. (laughs) Anyway, that's another story for a different day. But Oh, man. But, bro, dude. Anyway, so, but when the pandemic hit, I was, I think I was at Julia's or something like that. We're at church, and they were like, hey, we're shutting down. Like, we're shutting down. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm kind of a go-with-the-flow guy. So, like, staying home, 
Like, yeah, it sucked, but, like, I was cool. Like, I was fine with it. You know, it was tough, but at the end of the day, like, I was cool. But I remember when they were like, hey, you're going to have to start wearing masks. And I, Mm -hmm. my initial thought was, like, that's stupid. And then I watched a video about the science of it Mm -hmm. and how we will be able to open up sooner if more people wear masks. And I was like, oh, I'm in all day. All day I'm in. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, I remember. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. I thought you were done. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're great. You're straight. I had nothing. I was just going to talk. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I remember when the lockdown like kind of first happened and they were saying that like I was hearing things about like police giving out tickets if they catch you out past a certain time and you're not going to like a yeah, like, an, like a what a central place. And so I was paranoid that I wouldn't see Jordan for two months. I'm like, bro, what? I be able to see my girl for two months. Like, I didn't what? see Julia for two months. Oh, that's the worst. Two months. So I still went. I still went over there. Like I still like every okay. weekend. I still went over to to Jordan's Dude, place. I'm jealous, man. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, man. No, nah, you're good. No. So get this. So two months I didn't see I didn't see Julia, and then remember, do you remember my graduation? Um, Drive by like thing. A, yeah. When people people drove by. Yeah, my yeah, graduation, yeah. Yeah. I got to see her and I got to hang out with her. And it was like, I was like, what the, like it, like, bro, I didn't know how to operate around her a little bit. I was like, oh, what the heck? Do this I is new. You? Yeah. Do I hug you? Like, what do I, how do I, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and so, yeah, man, it's, it's not over, mm-hmm. but during that time, um, during, so, but during that time, so much other stuff continued to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I think not right after that, but again, what started to pick up was, um, our you know people that look like me and you being killed in the streets. Ooh, I think a mod Arbery hits that the what like the week after we go on lockdown or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then George Floyd, and um, and Breonna Taylor, which I think mm-hmm. really was kind of the home run hitter for all of us. Hmm. And so, bro, like, like, we obviously had an episode where we talked about that stuff. But I want to hear again, like, your perspective, man. How was that season for you? Um, um I mean, it, it was so, everything was so unknown, but also very, like, very, like, scary. Hmm. You know, like, I would have conversations with Jordan about how, you know, like, I, I don't want to drive because I'm scared to get pulled over right now. And it wasn't a fear of, like, if a cop sees me and I get pulled and, and he sees that I'm driving, I'm black, he's going to pull me over. It was more just, like, with everything that's happening right now and yeah. how rampant it is in Seattle, how tense the cops are, I don't want to be dry. I don't want to drive. Like, and, yeah. and I know that was, like, a paranoia, but it's, like, they didn't understand how I felt. It was just, like, all right, Tillin, snap out of it. You know what I mean? And it was, like. There's no snapping out of this. It was like, mm. I was actually scared. And again, it wasn't because they were going to pull me over while being black. It was because if I did something wrong or said something wrong and it was a tense moment, who knows what would have happened. And that's a feeling where it's like, I shouldn't have to call my mom and her tell me, these are the rules you have to abide by when you get pulled over. It should just be a normal traffic stop, right? Like if I'm speeding yep. Yep. and I get pulled over, Give me a ticket. Let's go about our merrily ways. But at the same time, it's like, if I get pulled over because yeah. I'm speeding, he's upset. He looks at me. I say the wrong thing. 
And now I'm being yanked out of my car and I'm it's being argued life. with. And that's my life on the line. And it's like, it shouldn't be that way. And I don't care who you are, white, black, purple, green. It shouldn't be that way. And that's what I felt like in the moment. Mm. And I know that people are going to come with stats and all this extra garbage. And it's like, yo, I don't care what you're telling me. The way that I felt in that moment, you will never be able to feel. So I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want to argue about it. It was a tense moment in 2020 and it's still tense. It's still happening. It's it's It was dark. Yep. And uh, the, I don't think people who were on the opposite side felt the way we felt. And that's why things weren't equal. Like that's why things were such tension and division and pastors weren't saying the right things and churches were looked at differently. And I mean, it was weird, man. It was a weird season, but at the same time, it was like, God, I know that you, I know that you got us in this and continue to just bless those who are, who are asking for it, Lord. And it, it just, oh man, it takes me back to some conversations I've had with people I felt like, do you have my back? Or are you having this conversation with me because black people are in the news right now? Wow. Darn. Yeah. Well, cause, and it's, I'm not like, I'm not going to call people out, but I've had conversations with like 15, 20 people, right? Like, 15, yo, let's. 20 people. That's. And, and that's, people that I, on a normal basis, Nate, people that I would never talk to. We follow each wow. other on Instagram, but we don't have conversations. But, but as you, soon as. As soon got, as. Do you want to have a conversation with me? And it's like, I, I I can't answer all of your questions. I'm not your token black guy. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be that token black guy for you. That's so, how I felt in the moment. And so much weight you like you had to carry. Yeah. Because, bro, I'm not, bro, I remember that episode. I listened to every episode like five times. Yep. And I think I found myself almost weeping because you know why? Me and you were in a pandemic. We weren't, I mean, sure, we were working hard, but me and you sounded tired. Yeah. Bro, like, like genuinely tired. And so for me during that time, you know what the craziest thing is? I'm not surprised by people getting murdered in the streets. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised by the systems in America. You know who showed me their true colors? church in america mm. that's who show me their true colors crazy bro because i'm not gonna expect non-jesus people to act like jesus people so racist non-loving jesus people i mean i get it you don't know you don't know that you don't know the king of kings so how could you know how to be the king of kings speak facts nate let's and go so, and, and and so or uh like whatever like if you don't know, you don't know. But once yeah. you know the goodness of God and you know mm-hmm. that he says in Revelations, hey, that all people will worship ever, every Come tribe, on. every nation, every tongue. Come on. And we had people like like we're saying that me and you both know that we said we would love that would say, hey, Black Lives Matter, calm down, just pray about it. You'll be okay. This isn't a, this isn't a race issue. This is a heart issue. Man, if you don't take that bull crap and throw it away right now, because it is a race issue. You know why it's a race issue? Because y'all made it a race issue. Sure, it's a heart issue, but uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Like I just said, I'm not expecting people who don't have the right heart to have the right heart. But I mm-hmm. am expecting. It was crazy that I had non-Jesus friends comfort me more than most of my Jesus-loving siblings. 
Wow. If I were to talk about race in front of people that loved me, who knew Jesus, a lot of them had no clue how to comfort, no clue how to react. Let's just move on. Let's just keep going. Pray. Like you said, people fumbling over the words and saying, I think the biggest line for me was like when people looked me in the eye or people looked those cameras in the eye and said, this isn't a race issue. This is a heart issue. What? Yeah, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of that stems from people scared to actually speak their true feelings because I know a lot of people who yep. I've had yep. these conversations with are they they agree with what we're saying they agree that you know the black community was on fire at a point Black Lives Matter they agreed with that but they were scared of what the people around them were thinking hmm. and the older generation and what they were gonna you know what I mean what they were gonna yeah. miss out on if they said something in the social media world that was gonna put them on ice a little bit you know so. Um, I feel like there was way more people out there that agreed, but they couldn't show that side of them. That's you know what I mean? Point to learn. That's a and good so point, it, it, I get where people were coming. I get where people were coming from when when they hit me up and had those conversations. But at the same time, it was like, I, I and I'll say it again, I did not want to be your token black guy. I didn't want to have that conversation with every person that felt like they needed to have it with me at the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like, I know that sounds hypocritical because you're like, the church isn't doing anything, but then you're telling the church not to talk to you. But it's like, I'm not telling the church not to talk to me. I'm telling the church to step up in moments when black lives are not on fire. I'm telling the church to begin that conversation before 2020 happened. Yeah, yeah. Why do we... Why Let's do say we... Black Lives Matter never happened. George Floyd never... His, his death never was filmed. Breonna Taylor's story never came out. I guarantee you to this day, the church would still not have the same issue that they're facing right now with people having a conversation around this whole thing and people upset with the church because they didn't go there and they didn't say what they were supposed to say. And it would still be the same old, same old, but because now it's an issue, people feel as if they need to make these teams and have more color on stage. (laughs) Where's the color on the worship? This isn't picking this isn't me picking on a church. I'm not. I'm saying that as a broad standpoint of the entire Christian There was a focus on it. They put a focus There's a focus on it on on every single one of them. And it it was like church after church after church after church after church. You hear just stories after talking with people about like how how'd your church respond? Oh man, did you like that? No, nah, that was crazy. Oh, well, this is what we did. Oh, for real? Like, you know what I mean? And you're just having conversations with people and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what they're trying to do now. Oh, good. I'm glad they did. You know, I'm glad they did something. They said yeah. something. You know what I mean? It's like, but where are we at now? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Why do we, why do we, and I, the reason I say we is because I am also a part of this. Understand, I'm not going, man, look at our church. No, I'm going, man, look at us, honestly. Mm-hmm. What I says it. What I says. See what I be saying is. What I be saying <laughs> is. Is um, that's how you know I'm really fired up in a topic when I start when that like talk starts coming out. Yeah. But, um, why do we show up last? Like, like why do we show up last? Like, if I have a kid come to me with an issue, you know what they're gonna get me first. Mm. And, and so, what I'm saying, it like. For me, I'm not going to speak for Talyn, mm-hmm. but for me, Talyn, like the hardest thing about that was, like you said, the church just 
just decided, oh, we're about to show up now. And they're like, oh, I just didn't know. You didn't know? Trayvon Martin was killed. What, is that five years ago now? Mm-hmm. Tamir Rice, which still kills me because that's a modern-day Emmett Till, bro. Murdered because he had a... Because he had a airsoft BB gun. Because the, the big old cop man was scared? And you're going to tell me you didn't know. And, and I come at it LA less graceful perspective, I feel like, than uh, my brother Tillin over here. But, <laughs> but, um, but what I'm trying to say is, like, don't tell me you didn't know. Yeah. You didn't tell me I couldn't show up because you could. You have the tools. You know why you have the tools? I have it right here. I'm, I have it right here on my desk. No flex. Like, if you up in this thing, you got the tools. Like, he's holding the Bible. I'm holding the Bible right now. It's like, you have the tools. You believe in the word of God. You believe that Jesus came to earth and, and to save yeah, all. You, yeah, have the yeah, yeah. you have the tools. You know what, you know what happened? You didn't want to use them. You didn't, you didn't want to use them on those people. You want, but, to be, but to be quite fair for all the churches that I'm speaking of and, yeah. you know, we felt like either didn't do enough or did something, but then it never continued. Um. How do you handle that, though? You know what I mean? Like, this is one of those things where, like, I had to wrestle with this. It's like, all right. So, yeah. Okay. This is going on. There are colored people at your church. This is something that is, like, a pressing issue. They've never had to do with this before because they are not the same color as us. How? Do you handle that perfectly? How do and that's show that's up? been like the that's been like the thought that I've yeah. been wrestling with forever. It's like if they don't do something, then they're wrong. But if they do something and it's not enough, then they're wrong. But how do they do that? And yeah. are they wrong for not knowing how? Yeah. And that's what I've been like feeling like, no, they're not wrong for not knowing how because that's good. I don't even know how. I don't even know how. And I'm a black man. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but I know, I know Jesus and that's what they brought it back to every time. And that, that's, that was the powerful moment for me that switched my perspective as to like, so I can't be upset anymore because they brought God into it. And that's where we need to yeah. be putting our focus no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. And like you said, like the how I'm never going to be mad at your how. Like now, if you're like, obviously there's some ways you could do it wrong. Mm -hmm. but that's my question to Lynn. If you know you had to go to war. Or you had a football team. You know, let's just go simple like that. You had a football team. All right. But you know, none of that, like, but no one shows up to the game. How are you going to feel? Mm. But you know, you have friends that know how to play football. You know, you have friends that might even know about football. You have friends that might have, like, played fantasy. So they might know some things. Or what if you just had some people show up who are like, hey, I don't really know how to play football, but uh, let's go. Or I think about war, right? Like, I think about, like. Hey, I don't really have any weapons. I don't really know how to fight in a war. But, uh, hey, I got a rock. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was the hurt for me is like, man, can I just get some people to show up with a rock? And they don't even know what to do with the rock. You know what I mean? Like, they don't even know how to throw the rock. They don't even know how to look at the rock. Like, they don't understand the rock. Yeah. And so. But they showed right, up. That they showed up. You're right. Yep. To Lynn. It, it was a catch-22. You show up the wrong way. Hey, you're too late. You didn't say it the right way. You're tokenizing. You show up the right way, performance activism, you know, all these kinds of things. And what Nate thought was, 
is, hey, let them show up. We can't make fun of people when they show up, but at least show up, right? Because my thing is what I found for me, in, even for me in some conversations, sometimes I have the best intentions. Mm-hmm. Man, I really want to help Talin out one day. You know, I really want to help this. You know, I really want to do it. But if I don't do it, it's just up here. Mm. Man, I really want to go help feed a homeless man. Mm. Okay, cool. Are you? Did you do it? What'd you do to actually put? Yeah, yeah. Cause then if I come back to you and go, or right, you know, I think you know, I think about Julia. Like you know, when our bank accounts are shared, and I go to her and I'm like, hey, I helped. You know, I helped feed someone today. And she go looks at the bank statement. She's gonna go, uh, no, you didn't. Oh, you know, I just thought about it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. my thing was. I, I'm I'm really not mad at people who like, um, who are like, hey, I didn't I didn't show up because like I didn't have the right tools. I kind I kind of understand that. My thing was like, those people who are like, man, I really wanted to, I believe in it. I believe God is for it, but because of some of the and you know it, the politics that happens in within our world, they didn't. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm. but we could go on that one for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a huge that was a huge huge thing in 2020. So I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's, yeah. and it's not over yet, right? Like it's not it's over. Not done. There's people still marching right now. So yep, it's not over. Um, Portland still turned up. Yeah, but it's one of those things that that definitely happened. That was you know, whew, in the midst of a pandemic. Like Jesus, what are you doing this year? Yeah, we had two pandemics going on. Right? Like, come on. Uh, uh, so I would say I would say this question for you. Yeah. Based on 2020, obviously, again, for the people listening, if you didn't know, this is more of your Christian leaning podcast. Yep. Um, no swearing. We talk about God. Uh, who was your favorite pastor to listen to this year for the people out there? Who'd you get the most out of this year? More of a, like a lighter. Let's go more of like a lighter side. Let's fun. Let's be fun now. <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite pastor to listen to man talent austin man i could go crazy no, Shut up. i do i do love you though Talen, i've never heard you speak though i'm still I honestly about that preached twice this year i've never heard you speak and i, I want that to be a bigger thing for me next year like i want to step out of my comfort zone next year a lot yeah. And stepping out of my comfort zone doesn't look like me getting on stage. Stepping out of my comfort zone is me writing a sermon, right? I can get on stage. I can say things on stage, but it's like me writing the sermon, getting that down packed, going on stage and actually producing what God gave me. Yeah. Um, and there's moments where I feel like I'm like, ooh, maybe it was three times, three yeah. times this year. But uh, yeah, man, come have me as a guest speaker at your church. I love to do that. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, bro, you guys are life center. I'm black. They're black. You're black. What's up? Oh, stop it. You stop it right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think my favorite speaker, man, I honestly didn't like glean a lot from a lot of preachers this year. But if I were to say one, um, I'd probably say oh, it's tough, bro. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think. I think my favorite podcast to listen to from a pastor who I just was learning from was Craig Rochelle or John Mark Comer. Hmm. Um, Those are some good dudes. 
Yeah, I John Mark Comer is I couldn't even say his name. John Mark Comer is Portland yeah. guy, right? Yeah, Portland guy. Got me into minimalism, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but what's it called? Yeah, those are kind of my guys I gleaned from. It was really hard this year because there was so much content. I felt like I was making for like student stuff. It was mm-hmm. really hard to take in content in the beginning of that or gotcha or during the like midst of it. You know. Yeah, I would say my favorite dude this year. Uh, it's hard to choose because Judah and Rich are on the same level for me. Like, obviously, Judah's like the he's a Seattle native, so he's like his church is in Seattle. So I feel like I'm leaning more towards Judah, but I've been listening to a lot more Rich lately, and I think it's just because he's still on stage, so it's like that stage present where Judah's behind a screen. And it's kind of yeah. different. So, um, not to say his messages aren't life giving. That's not what I'm saying, but mm. it is a different approach and. Uh, also, another guy I mess with heavy is Mike Todd. That dude is—he's—he—he he walks Mike a fine Todd line. Giving away cars, bro. He walks a fine line with me for some of the stuff he does, and 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 like who he is as a pastor. But he's a pastor, and he speaks really good, <laughs> and I love it. He speaks life, bro. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Hey, hey, man, bro. Amen, bro. Uh, also, Taylor uh, Murray, bro. Taylor Murray's a beast. Taylor's a beast, bro. You know why I love Taylor? Because he's like, I love him. You know what I'm saying? He's real. He's, he's a, always him. He's a, you don't. He's not. He's no one else. You know what I'm saying? T Murdog is 100% him in every place that he he's steps 100%. into, yeah. and that's like the the thing I love the most is his personality does not change for anyone. Don't we? He don't is we him. He is him at at real life. He is him at Life Center. He is him at uh, the one conference in Portland. Like he's him. You know what I mean? Like. There's a lot of people I've seen step out of character a little bit when they get to certain places. And man, that big ups to my guy T. Keep doing yeah, your thing, he's bro. He's a celebrity, bro. He's a real deal. Um, all right, man. Okay, so we we we've kind of recapped kind of 2020, some things. I think some of the heaviest moments. I think honestly, like we're kind of you know, the heavy moments, like you said, we're getting lighter. And so I kind of want to finish this finish this episode with this to Lynn one thing one thing you learned so I'm gonna have you answer one thing you learned in 2020 now I'm gonna answer what kind of outlook can we have in 2021 Hmm. so go ahead answer answer that question oh man there's so many lessons I learned in 2020 um, and I want to give you guys the best of the best here. Uh, one of the biggest lessons I say I learned in 2020 is nothing's ever promised. Um, and I say that because, uh, I mean, Nate and I touched on it with pretty much everything that we hit on tonight, Kobe Bryant passing and his daughter and that whole family on that helicopter on a random Sunday morning on their way to a basketball game. Um, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor sleeping um, and, and, you know, passing away. And um, oh man, it's, it's heavy because I start thinking about the lives that we lost when we, when it comes to COVID, like mm-hmm. a lot of us aren't physically or mentally or like, you know, we're not there when it comes to, I don't know too many people who lost their lives to COVID, but if you think about the death count, that's a lot of people. And so nothing is promised. 
to us. And I think that that is, I mean, one lesson that we all need to know that like we cannot take life for granted. I think 2020 opened our eyes a lot, not only for the people who are, you know, against COVID and scared of COVID or whatever the case may be, but I feel like this year opened the lives or the eyes of people who were kind of just like living nonchalantly and like, I don't even know if that's a word. Is that a word? No. Nonchalantly. Yeah. And so they're, they're living that lifestyle and, and being non-present and not woke to what is actually happening. And uh, some of the stuff that happened this year uh, puts things in, put things into perspective Yeah, and nothing's promised. And also uh, I learned that like things are, are not in my control. I can't control the outcome. Um, AKA I didn't plan on proposing to my girlfriend in a pandemic and yet it happened. And now we're planning a wedding in the midst of a pandemic, but like, like I can't control this pandemic, but guess what? We're still going to get married. I can't control how many people are going to be at the wedding, but guess what? We're still going to get married. I can't control what COVID's going to do, but guess what? I'm still going to live my life and be, you know, to Lynn as I was in 2019 and as I will be in 2021. And I can't control that stuff. Like the things that are going to come, I can't control, but I know God has a hand in all of that. And I have to let go of the things that I'm feeling and the worry that I have and the anxiety that I feel and, and give it to him. Um, so those are some of the big lessons. I mean, there's so yeah. many little things that I can talk about that I learned, but yeah. those are some of the bigger lessons I learned this year. And it's been, it's been crazy to walk through all of this, not only by myself, but with my pastors um, my life coach, my mom, my stepdad, my, um, you know, some of my good buddies, Cameron Murray, uh, Tyler, um, you know, just to shout a couple people out, Jordan, uh, my students, you know, just, I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of those people helped me get through 2020 and without them, you know, you, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. where I am today. And so big ups to you guys. Good. 2020 wasn't the greatest year, but we're here. So, yeah. Yeah, ooh, man. Well, we could stop there if we wanted to, shoot. But I mean, that's good. I think, I think the the core of it, man, is twenty twenty was tough. But I don't like how much we define ourselves by only three hundred and sixty five days, when, um, when like. Amen. Our our life is much longer for a lot of us. Now I know we lost people during COVID. We, you know, I I, I understand the, the the reality, right? I think a lot of people think like in faith, like people love Jesus, like we deny reality. No, I see the reality, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's messed up. But man, what would it look like if like in twenty twenty one, right? Like, and I even like. I don't like defining my life by year to year to year, but that's just how mm-hmm. it, kind of how it's been given to us. Man, there's a scripture in Numbers, and we actually did this for students, and it, it talks about the, the twelve, uh, the twelve tribes. Moses sends to go, hey, go look at the land, right? Mm-hmm. The, hey, y'all, I need y'all to go check out what's it gonna look like. Are they big, small? Like, can we can we conquer it? And they come back, and ten of the dudes are like, hey, dog, we ain't going over there. They too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's giants over there. They're freaking massive. <laughs> and then there's one dude, Caleb, and this other dude, Josh, uh, Joshua, go, um, hey, now nah, we can do it. Let's go. What? Hold up, hold up. You got 10 people who are saying, 
No way. And then you got two people who are like, hey, yeah, let's go. And I don't know about you guys, but man, when I think about people who know that they 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 have a God that's with them, mm-hmm. I want to be more like the people that are like, hey, yeah, let's go. Instead of being fearful and saying, but man, there's giants over there. Because guys, in 2025, when COVID-19 is, you know, over, hopefully, preferably, mm-hmm. you're still going to face a giant. You're going to still hit some stuff. You're going to still hit some stuff. And so for me, for my encouragement in 2021 is saying this, like, are you going to have that faith? And understand, I understand the Old Testament is about a certain group of people and all those kinds of things. But the lesson that can be learned from this is having a faith. That's like, hey, look in the problem that I ain't going and say, nah, let's go, though. We can do it. We can do it. We can go. We, we, we can do this thing. And so, yeah, for so, for so, so many of us, we look at 2021 and we go, man, this is the year. This is it. This, this is it, man. I'm with you to land. Like I'm getting married in, in 2021 and, um, and, you know, move, you know, moving out of my house and all these kinds of things. Like, I'm like, dang, like that's scary. Mm-hmm. But man, I'll look at that and that giant. I go, dang, but bro, I'm getting married in 2021. The first one in my fam, my immediate family to get married. Understand that to Lynn as well. Okay. Like understand that, you know, in, in this pandemic, first person in my family to graduate from college, like, and that what what I'm trying to say is sometimes, man, we gotta look at these giants. We gotta look on the arm. We gotta say, hey, let's go, mm-hmm. let's do it, and let's go. And so, man, I just encourage you guys. I I, I love the lessons that Talin shared that he learned. And, and, and as we look forward, we have that heart of what he said, man. I, we're st- it's still gonna happen. What when's your guys' wedding date? Uh, June fourth, twenty twenty one. June fourth, twenty twenty one, is going to come. Unless Jesus comes back, which he could, June 4th is going to happen. Tony, you're going to get married. Amen, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, August 6th is going to happen. July 4th, October 22nd, I don't know, whatever day, it's going to come. And my question is, you're going to look at 9 and go, hey, let's get it. Mm. Let's get it. Man. And and, and and this even this even is coming from a privileged view of say my life hasn't been as deeply affected as some others. But man, the pain I've seen in people's eyes, in my students' eyes who have lost relationships and and, and grandparents and all mm. this stuff. I the only hope I could give them at this moment, because it's been a crappy year for me too, is say, man, look to Jesus and then look that issue, look that thing in the eye and say, let's go. And so, man, that's my, that's my encouragement for the Yeah, for sure. I would say this yeah. too, uh, just to end it. I mean, Nate, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to try to recap what you did there because you did it great. <laughs> But one thing I want to challenge the people who listen to this podcast is one thing that I did, and this was recent because my brother-in-law did it. He deleted all of his social media and he's taken like a cleanse from social media indefinitely, you know, for a while. He's doing that because he just feels like it's time for him to take a break from it. Hmm. And uh, we're jokingly sitting on the couch there on a Sunday watching football and Jordan was like, why don't you delete your social media? And I was like, nope. 
Like, <laughs> like I, I use it to connect with my students. I'm not doing that. Da, 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 da. And I'm just making that. all these. Nope. I'm just making all these excuses, right, as to why I'm not doing it. But I deleted Facebook. I deleted Twitter. I deleted Snapchat. And I deleted TikTok. And I uh, think that I think that uh, I left Instagram because I do like to connect with some of my students on Instagram. But I, I think that cleansing yourself whether or not i re-download those apps when it comes 2021 later in the future after marriage whatever i think cleansing yourself of the things that are uh toxic on social media platforms can be a good thing um and i think that's one one of the lessons i learned this year because earlier in the year when when the pandemic started to happen and then the political stuff came and then everything else was happening Facebook became a place where like, oh my God, like I feel so much anxiety. And I know a lot of people feel that when they log on to their social media platforms. So just take a break from it. Just step yeah. away from social media, step away from the negativity, uh, jump into your word, jump into some conversations on Zoom with your homies, go kick it with some friends. Um, but I, I really, yeah. really, really, really want to challenge all the listeners to just take a minute, even if it's just a couple of days to just reflect what you want out of 2021 but not, no social media, no social media whatsoever. Jordan and I, every Sunday, are now having conversations about what we want in our marriage. And we're doing these things where we're just having, like we write out these life things that we want. Like Where are we at now? Where do we want to be? What does it take to get there? And I, I just, I feel like as the person I'm becoming, I want to challenge people to do things better. And I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't challenge the people who listen to this podcast to mm -hmm. step out of their comfort zone, delete social media for a couple of days, figure out what they want 2021 to look like for them in the midst of a pandemic and, and just go get it. Go chase it. So mm. boom, That's doggy good, dog. Bro. That's good, bro. You just challenged me. I think I'm a, I think I'm a, <clears throat> so you guys know this episode um, is the last episode of 2020. Um, and it's kind of for that reason. Uh, I don't want to lend him or myself the stress of like, oh, we got to record. We got to record. And so we are going to take a break um, and then we will come out of this break ready to go, ready to get it. Um, and that being said, like to challenge me, like I'm turning off my social media starting uh, Monday, uh, Monday. I'm going to turn it off. And because, yeah. And I think for me, it was so, so often like, what if people want to contact me and people want to do this and kids and all this kind of stuff. But it's like. Hey, like, it's okay. Like, and if they need you, okay. they'll find you. That was they'll my find, excuse. Yeah, that was my they'll excuse. They'll find you. They'll, they'll call find you. you. They'll, they'll yeah. get you. Uh, you know, put in your bio. Don't you know? You don't got posts about it. all this stuff. Just putting yep. about. Hey, if you need yep. me, text me. Call me. Yep. Yep. If they have your number, they got you. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, but that's a great word. And guys, we love you. We thank you so much for dealing with name changes and schedule changes and all this kinds of stuff. And we just want to wish you guys. A Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and have the best, best year yet. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. We love y'all. Peace.